BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck. It's going right now. Thanks for being with us, everybody. I have not forgotten, and I'm sure many of you had had similar experiences, when the Democrat Party in an election year in 2020 decided that it was okay for there to be massive riots. In fact, it was ethical. It was honorable. Even during a pandemic at a time when the country was already on its back feet, perhaps even knocked down to the ground BLM was so important you see because a couple of cops engaged in abuse in Minneapolis that resulted in the death of George Floyd the entire country had to be convulsed with riots and rage and it happened even in my own neighborhood in Midtown Manhattan it happened in dozens if not hundreds of cities and towns across the country well there was this uh, this incident that happened then as well You'll recall there were numerous videos, uh, numerous videos where people were surrounded. Uh, They were surrounded in their cars by the angry BLM mob. And they decided that they were going to that they would pound on the, the windshield. They would threaten. They would scream. And sometimes people said that they had had enough and that they were just going to drive off because they were terrified and they didn't want to get dragged out and beaten, sent to the hospital, perhaps even even killed, because that happens when you have an angry mob that has decided you are a target for some reason. That, that happens when people are already breaking the law and think that they can get away with even further violations of law because, you know, righteousness and justice is on their side. So, Clay, you have this mother of three children who is facing in New York City, this mom of of three facing seven years in prison right now 
because she decided that while she was in her car back in 20... This this case is likely to go to trial right now. That's why it's in the headlines. It's taken two years for it to make its way fully through the courts. Um, and she is taking it all the way. I give her a lot of credit. Kathleen Casillo, 54 years old. She has rejected a plea deal once again. And let's just remember, she's rejected a plea deal that would have sent her to... Six hours of community service and a one-year license suspension, okay? Because it is, for her, the principle of the thing. A BLM mob surrounded her car, pounded on it. There's video of this, by the way. Pounded on her doors, tried to open the doors, called her a uh, a white uh, privilege B-word, Anyway, bitch. I don't know, we I can for- say it. We can say bitch. Clay always. Do you ever know? Clay will always say the naughty words. I. I'm always I, scared. To I say did. Them. I did all the research. Uh, this is the lawyer in me. When I started doing radio, I was like, I want to know the exact words that we can say, uh, and, and not so on we this can show. Say when, that I, one. when I when I yeah, we can say she, they okay. called her a white privilege bitch. Um, yes. and we're beating on the doors. Do we know how old the kids are in the car? The, the, the like, kid was in her. Well, it's a, her daughter was in her twenties. Uh, I, I was in was in the passenger side. But look, this is very straightforward. You have a mob blocking traffic, which is illegal. A mob menacing someone, threatening them, which is illegal, creating a credible fear of serious bodily harm, which justifies a self defense response. This this childish lunatic idea that you can just block traffic or block cars. Occasionally, people have done this in the name of you know they'll block a bridge. This has happened very rarely for some kind of a conservative cause, and I immediately say, stop that crap. They no do that. You don't have a right to do this. It's illegal. That is what the other side does. But Clay, she's she's taking this all the way because you know what the system the system has to get a guilty verdict out of her. Or else they know that the the activist groups and the BLM groups and all these others in New York and across the country say, see, this is, you know, this is unjust. This is only happening because she's a white woman of privilege. No, she wasn't forced to sit in her car and get beaten because a bunch of crybabies think the law doesn't apply to them. Yeah, and the fact, what did you say the offer was to her? Like six hours of community service? Six hours of clay. I know people that got more than that for, you know, scratching some graffiti on a park bench. Six hours of community service, one-year license suspension. She says, no, take me to trial. Well, I think this is some big... uh, Cojones on her part. Mm. Uh, She is getting offered, based on that buck, Probably the lowest punishment that they are even able to offer. Because to your point, six years of community, I mean, six hours of community service. And now the one year license suspension is uh, maybe like particularly grating to her. I don't know what she has to drive about on a day to day basis or whatever else, but that still is, it's less than you would get, for instance, for a DUI. And I'm not saying a DUI is not significant, but you would. If you didn't, if you didn't, you know, uh, do the test, and they couldn't prove that you were directly. Well, it's a drunk. six month automatic if you won't blow in the uh, breathalyzer. Needle. That's right. So this is pretty minimal punishment, and she faces what seven years? Seven years in prison uh, for uh, I think for it's for a reckless endangerment, and this is very straightforward. Look, you know, we always say to people, stand by your principles. If you're if you're in the right, you know, the system. I don't know. The system's I'd take supposed the, to take care I'd of take you. The, I'd take the, where is the. Where is the jury? It's in New York City. It's in New York City. Manhattan, 
criminal court is where this is going down. I mean, my friends. I, I respect the fact that she's standing up and saying no, Buck. I'm telling you that if I were in this exact same scenario, I would take the plea deal. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the jury. Or I'm assuming it's a jury and not a bench trial, right? Do we know that? Um, uh, I just, I'd have to check to see. I, I think it hasn't. Oh no, I'm sorry. She has rejected it specifically. She wants a jury trial. Yeah. So she wants a jury trial, and I respect that she wants a jury trial. My concern would be the forum, right? If you told me that I was going to sit in front of a jury in Williamson County, Tennessee, where I live over this charge, I'd feel pretty comfortable about it. We've talked about the challenges that anybody who is not left-wing faces, for instance, in Washington, D.C. I'd be nervous about the jurors that I would get in New York City, even though I think she's 100% in the right. And certainly, even the prosecutors don't think this case is very good if they've offered her that level of plea deal, right? A relatively insignificant I mean, uh, penalty. This is a little bit, getting a little bit of the vibes here of Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men when he has that revelation when he goes, why do you offer like a six-month sentence and assign a guy who only does plea deals yep. to a murder case? Yeah. And it's because you just want it to go away and you want you want some kind of admission of guilt. You want the whole thing to go That's away. That's right. The city of New York, the woke DA, Alvin Bragg, who is the worst, by and the way. And by the way, who and, what, didn't you say he's dropped like 50% of all yes. charges? They've continued to keep this case going, which is, right. I think, so, important so here, I, too. This is really showing you, though, in New York City today, America's largest city, you're a, you know, you're a, a gang member with a long rap sheet who's found, you know, with a loaded pistol illegally in his pants... Uh, you know, it, let's not let's not punish that guy too harshly. We we don't want him to have a, a a tarnished future. So Alvin Bragg sees plenty of reason for leniency for people like that, obviously by the numbers. But you're a you're a you know suburban middle class mom who's got her daughter who's got an adult, but her daughter in the car with her. But you still feel responsible. You know, I I you know if my brother's in the car and i'm at the wheel i'm responsible that's my brother i'm responsible yeah. for his life too right you feel responsible for your family member and a bunch of barbarian lunatics started banging on the car and shouting curses and everything else what's supposed to, and and she said they started trying to trying to get into her door and no one's claiming that she lied by the way because a lot of some of this is on video so what's what's the real new york city is basically saying you need to at least leave it open to the mob to beat you to death because of social justice. And if you won't do that, we're going to punish you. You have to admit you're wrong if you think you have any right to self-defense. I, I, look, I, I think I'm with you. If you're you are an attorney, right? If you were her attorney, I would be saying her, take the plea deal. You're saying take the plea because risk. You don't know what's going to happen here. You just sit there and you say, look, you're a 50. Would you say 52 year old mom? 54. Uh, 54 year old mom. Seven years you're facing. Let's say you get the wrong jury. I respect her standards and I respect her principles. And I certainly think that she is in the right. I would just be nervous about what the risk is here versus what oh, you're agreeing. And there's to. another important. Yeah, look, I, I think I think what she's doing is heroic in a sense because she's standing on the principle of I did nothing wrong. Right. And I will not allow the city of New York because it is a bunch of Democrat woke cowards who run it to punish me in any way. To say that I I agreed that I you know, you know this is like this powerful stuff, man. Do you remember in Braveheart when the bad stuff's happening to William Wallace and they're just like confess and all ends and he yells yeah. freedom and like I basically yes. tear up just thinking about right. it to this day. She refuses to confess to something she didn't do. 
Noteworthy as well, another factoid here, that uh, Ms. Casillo was issued initially a desk appearance ticket for the incident. So initially it was like, look, you know, these idiots were in the road. They were threatening you. You drove away. Nobody died. Um, and you were just trying to escape to safety. You had fear, credible fear. They gave her a desk appearance ticket, but then they decided to escalate it because BLM is so important to society. Can we get her on the show? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know if she'll do it right before she faces the jury. I mean, if she's... uh, My point on this is, I think if she came on this show and she told her story, remember how we spent some time talking about the, uh, uh, the bodega owner who got charged with murder? that they took in and then everybody said as soon as his story went public and they released the video they said what are you talking about here and then they released the guy and then they dropped all charges i think if she came on our show just tossing it out there i think if she came on our radio show and described exactly what happened on that day and her the same story that she would tell sitting in front of a jury i think that new york would drop the charges against her if they're already to the point buck where they're saying hey Six hours of community service, give up your license for a year, which is, I understand a lot of you out there, that's a that's a big punishment, the one-year license thing, the six-hour of community service, whatever. Um, but I think if she came on and she told her story with us, I think they would drop charges. That's that's a bold statement. Um, and I, I think would like the to political have pressure, I don't mean because we're like, I think so many people would hear her story that the political pressure, similar to what happened with the bodega uh, employee who yeah, got his help. charges dropped. Yeah, it would, cer- it would certainly help. But I just think it's important for people to see that there is a pattern here that in major cities with left wing woke DAs, which they basically all have, there are some exceptions, but. You look at big cities in America right now, the DAs are all woke, they're all... Well, the wokeness is just weaponized political correctness. I mean, I actually think we should start using the term political correctness more just because we remember how we thought it was also absurd and stupid and wrong in the 90s, and now we say, anyway. But it's just weaponized political correctness. It's a more extreme version of it. It's like the Taliban of political correctness. That's what wokeness is. And if you defend yourself, Clay, you cannot... A reasonable a reasonable man standard for self-defense in a lot of these cities will get you a murder charge or a reckless endangerment charge or whatever. That's the way they view it now. You must suffer because there are people who are angry and they're speaking out. Buck, really good point you just raised there on the political correctness because I've been thinking about this. How did that just disappear in the 90s? Right? Because people out there who remember around 92, 93, 91, everything was super politically correct. And then it just basically disappeared. And by the late 90s, everybody kind of got along pretty well. And into the early 2000s, I would argue, people tended to get along pretty well. Ann Coulter had a very, has an interesting theory on this. Maybe we'd get her on to talk about it. She thinks that the OJ trial and verdict essentially shut down the um, the politically correct r- cottage industry because it was yes. so Sh- oh, shut a- down the emotional blackmail of of preposterous either racism charges or sexism charges or whatever. But particularly on the racism angle, it was after the OJ trial. This is Anne's theory. I'm just no, I remember it's, when it's she a really fascinating this. theory. I she, heard she it says before. she said the the bank of white guilt was shut down after the OJ trial for a while. That was what she said. That's actually a really fascinating theory. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, it's really interesting. Lady's got some smart stuff.
Yeah, um, because it is interesting how it just vanished. We'll talk about that. Maybe we need to get her on to, to talk about that theory to how do we destroy wokeness once and for all is, is my question in big picture. Tunnel of the Towers Foundation's building its do-good village in Land Lakes, Florida. This is a great town outside of Tampa welcoming new residents to their community. Tunnel of the Towers doing even more for their program recipients, and it's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your kindness and generosity it's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. Families of fallen first responders are moving in, so are Gold Star families and families of severely injured first responders and service members. They're all in one community as neighbors. Their kids are playing together and growing up together. You can help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our nation's greatest heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A couple people want to weigh in conversations we've been having so far in the course of the program. 800-282-2882. We certainly appreciate when callers want to participate in the show. Ed in Florida, what you got for me? Well, in my belief, this is a lady, she had a person in the car, whether it was her daughter or not. And her duty was to protect that person. And to take a plea is an admission of guilt. Any reasonable person, and that's what you're supposed to base it on, what would you do in that circumstance? I, look, and I agree. I don't think we, that Buck nor I disagree with your opinion there that her behavior was completely justified. What I'm saying is I'm taking myself out of the equation, and I'm saying if you get a jury, juries can give a wide variety of verdicts on uh, any number of cases. And if you are facing seven years in prison... And the counter yeah. is, hey, six hours and six hours service. and, a, and Look, a year Clay, of Ubers. So I, I can I can say this. I'm when I say I'm I think she's standing on principle, and I, I totally agree with her. And I think she's blameless here. I'm speaking as a radio host who wants that to get out there because I think it's the truth. Clay's talking as if he were her lawyer, her actual counsel, or you would have to counsel wife. her not to risk, or, or if, if she this were, was yeah. my wife. But I mean, if you were acting yeah. as legal counsel here, you would just not take the risk. And I think Greg's an attorney. He's calling us from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, you have to uh, give advice to clients like these all the time. I imagine your advice would be the same as my advice, which is even if you think you're 100% innocent, in this scenario, the risk-reward, you should take the plea. Yes, I agree. And you've got to consider squirrely venues like New York City. Yep, that's what I said. Uh, and it's uh, we call that a best-interest plea. And you can even use that in the, during the plea. Most judges will let you. And, yeah, technically you are admitting guilt, but it might be in that person's best interest to uh, go ahead and take that deal and, and go instead of risking uh, incarceration. I mean, it's, it's – uh, that's – Seven years. I mean, otherwise she's basically trying to – she's trying to get Colonel Nathan R. Jessup to say on the stand that – he did order the code red. You know what I mean? That's what we're Don't going for. Don't mistake us. Oh, yeah. Amen. We respect it, and we would love to have her on and get these charges dropped. I'm just saying if I'm giving advice to a client or, heck, if that's my wife, I'm saying take it. This is insignificant relative to what you face. Team at MyPillow has been good to all of us. One great deal after another. All very good valued products to make our homes that much more comfortable. And right now, they have got an incredible offer for you, the Giza Dream Sheets. I sleep on these sheets. They are on every bed in the Travis household. My kids, everybody is on these sheets, and they're available at their lowest price ever for only $29.99 when you use the promo code Clay and Buck. All my pillow products, 10-year warranty, and for the holiday season, 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th. That's Christmas. Money-back guarantee extended until March the 1st. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Get the Giza Dream Sheets today. Yes, it's unfortunate that we're here because I know the president told us all that this was solved long before the election. And now we find ourselves in the last moments, in the last hours, asking us to rush a bill to the floor. Nobody wants the economy to fail. Nobody wants this to happen. But this is another situation where the administration told us one thing, just like they told us about inflation was transitory. We found that it was not. This was in a negotiation that was selected by this administration. 
This was something that was celebrated by this administration that it was fixed. And now right before a holiday season, right when farmers need to ship their goods and others, we have to rush something to the floor. Have to rush something to the floor to stop a railway strike that could cost $2 billion a day. I want to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to this and explain how this is a massive problem if they don't get this thing fixed. But as promised, we've got Carrie Lake with us now. As you know, she is still working to get the truth of everything that happened in the Arizona gubernatorial election for which she was the Republican candidate. Carrie, thanks for calling in. Just just te- take us to where things stand right now, because we get a lot of calls and emails asking us what's going on with Carrie Lake in Arizona. <laughs> it's a it's a complicated situation out here, and especially because our laws are a little bit different. You know, to challenge an election, it has to be certified. And people don't realize that. They're saying, why don't you have a court case going right now, considering everything that went wrong? And, and you know, I believe in coincidences, don't get me wrong, but when you have one after the next after the next things going wrong, when, when our voters were turning out on Election Day, and basically Election Day turned into a debacle, uh, run just terribly, all the machines breaking down at more than 60% of the polling places that were open Election Day only, Printers not working to print ballots, people being told to throw their ballots in drawer three and it would be brought back and counted. And some of those ballots got mixed in with the already counted votes. It was just it was the most uh, outrageously poorly run election, I think, in the history of elections. It it makes 2020 look um, like it was done properly. I mean, it's crazy what happened. But in order to challenge an election here, you have to have it certified. So we're waiting for the state to certify it, even though it was a sham election. And once that happens, that will trigger us to be able to then go ahead and file our lawsuit, which we are working on right now. And, and I feel very confident that we have an excellent lawsuit and that when the people see it, when the judge sees it, that they will act. You know, we what ki- can't, guys, we can't allow our elections to be run this way or we won't have a country. What kind of thing are you asking the judges to do once the lawsuit is filed? What, in other words, what, uh, what, what is the tangible result that you think should occur based on the evidence that you've seen? Well, you know, I don't know how you remedy this, but I know you have to do something because we had, I, I'm going to say millions of people disenfranchised. When you screw up one county that has 62% of our population, when it is run so badly where the people who choose to vote on election day are discriminated against by having the system run so poorly with machines not working, tabulators not working, printers not working, two, three, four, five-hour lines where people just said, I'm not even going to vote. Why would I wait in line that long? You've got to do something. Nobody trusts the elections, and I don't know what that what that remedy is. I think it could be an acceptable remedy would be to run the election over, this time under proper independent supervision. You got to remember Maricopa County is one of those mega counties, one of the biggest in the country. As I said, 62% of Arizona's entire population lives in one county. And the people running the Maricopa County election, the two men running it, Stephen Richer and Bill Gates, they ran started a pack bringing in thousands of dollars to take down candidates like me, mega candidates. And turns out we found out when we dug into it the only money they spent was to take down one particular candidate. Can you guess who? Yours truly. So the two guys running Maricopa County election ran a pack to try to stop me, my campaign, and our movement. Of course, my opponent runs these statewide elections, and she never recused herself. Uh, one of the employees over at the ballot printing area, a place called Runbeck, 
spent, you know, the past several months bad-mouthing me on Twitter. And one of the other people on the board of supervisors who oversees and, and certifies the election is in Katie Hobbs' transition team. There's so much conflict of interest and will to do harm to our campaign. All of these people should have recused themselves. And Terry, so where does it stand, stand now? And where does it stand now in the in the actual process? So you, you filed, have you filed suit? I mean, tell us what what actions have been taken uh, by your team as a result of what was obviously a, a deeply flawed election. That might be a charitable way to put it. Mm-hmm. Well, we we filed one lawsuit, and that was to get access to public information because they're dragging their feet trying to run out the clock over at Maricopa County. So we filed that. We've been given a judge, and we're not sure. Hopefully he's going to move really quickly. We just, we're just we asking for basic information, how many voters checked in, how many votes were cast, that kind of stuff. And they're dragging their feet on giving us that information. So that's the lawsuit we filed. That is just a small lawsuit to get information that we have a right to have. And our big lawsuit will hit as soon as they certify the election. I believe that's right around the 5th of December, maybe the 6th. And we have, I believe, five business days after they certify to file that elect or that lawsuit, and we will be doing so. So I think the people in this country are saying, wow, we saw such a huge, amazing movement, unlike anything we've seen here in Arizona. And we really got people involved all over the country. And they're going, now what? Well, we have to wait for the process because Arizona statute does not allow us to challenge an election until it's been certified. And Cochise County right now is fighting this certification. They want answers because they feel their voters have been disenfranchised by the way Maricopa County ran the election. When one county screws up so badly, it affects every voter in the state. Do you have faith in the state judiciary that they will look at this based on the merits and not just a settled political question? Well, when you have this kind of dysfunction, I think that it's incumbent upon us at this moment in history to take this up and tackle it. And I hope that the judges, you know, maybe in 2020, we, people got shamed for bringing up what happened in that le- election. And I believe that was a corrupt election through and through. And I've spoken out about that. We cannot continue to bury our heads in the sand. And that's why I kept bringing up 2020 and saying we have to reform our elections so that they're fair, honest and transparent for all voters, Democrats, Republicans alike and independents. And I hope that we get a judge who's willing to be very fair and realize that when he or she looks their children or grandchildren in the face, that if we don't tackle this with honesty about what's happening in our elections, we can't have shoddy and sham elections like this or we won't have a country. So I'm going to hold out hope. I believe that God is is guiding me on this. And as much as there's been days where I, I just wanted to kind of, you know, lay in bed and say, oh, this fight is too big. No, that's not why God put us here. He did not lead us to this campaign. He didn't lead me to this campaign to start a movement with we the people to quit when we go into overtime. I look at us as in overtime right now, and you don't walk off the field when you're in overtime. That's when you ramp things up. That's when you gear things up and step in. And anybody out there who's listening, who's thinking about, oh, we just have sham elections. It's not worth voting anymore. It's not worth taking part. Our, it's, our, our system's crumbling Look your children in the face. Look these young people in the face and say that to them, that their future is just going to be what I believe would be enslavement by, by the globalists. We have to fight for America. It's something worth fighting for right now. Carrie, when you look at what happened in Arizona in 2020 and now what has happened in Arizona in 2022, 
I'll use Florida as an example. When they had the disaster in 2000, and everybody remembers holding up the punch cards to see whether or not there was or was not a vote, all of the legal maneuvering and shenanigans that were necessary over what I think everybody is aware was a very messy election in Florida in 2000. They went and fixed it. And now, on 2022 or 2020 or whatever year you want to point to, three hours after the polls close, everybody knows exactly what happened in Florida, and there's virtually zero arguing about the results. Why can't Arizona do that, too? Well, we should have done it after 2020. We were at ground zero. We had some lawmakers who really wanted to do this, but because of the news, when we did our our forensic audit, which was a good audit, they just spent their day, all day, all night, trying to discredit anybody who said, we need to look into this. And so it never got accomplished because the lawmakers weren't able to get, uh, they had a majority, but it was a very small one-vote majority, and there were a few people in the legislature on the Republican side who weren't interested in election reform. And so we didn't have the will to do it. I did have the will. I do have the will. And we hope that the response to our lawsuit will be that we get a redo of the election and we can do the right thing for the people going forward. I, I, I didn't get into politics because I want to be a politician. I got into it because I'm a mom who's concerned about the future. And we need to get people in there who the voters voted for who are going to do the right thing and reform our elections. It didn't get done after 2020, sadly, and I was going to do it starting on my first day in office. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, they don't want me to win. That's one of the reasons they want to stop our movement, because we're not controlled by the big money folks. We're controlled by we the people. And that's how our founding fathers envisioned it. Carrie Lake, still in the fight, still in overtime. Carrie, appreciate you joining us and keep us keep us in the loop. Let us know how it goes. I will look for that somewhere around the uh, 12th, 10th, 11th, 12th of December. All right. Thanks so much. You know, Carrie was just talking about how the fight continues on and the fight for life, for the lives of unborn babies, continues day in and day out right now. Every minute there are unborn babies whose lives are lost to abortion. But with all that darkness, there is a light that shines and it comes from preborn. Preborn pregnancy clinics introduce expectant mothers considering abortion to their unborn babies through an ultrasound. Once they hear that heartbeat and see that precious life, the majority of the time, that mother will choose life. Preborn pregnancy clinics are positioned in cities and areas where most abortions take place. These ultrasounds are free to the expectant mothers, paid for by donations from people like you, from the from the pro-life community. Preborn doesn't stop there, though. They love and support these mothers with maternity clothes, diapers, counseling, and so much more. Preborn is completely dependent, though, on your generosity, the pro-life community, as they fight the giants of the abortion industry. For just $28, you can rescue a baby's life, as that is the cost of one ultrasound. $140 sponsors five ultrasounds. And now, through a match, your gift is doubled. 100% of your donation will go towards saving babies. Our goal is to save 40,000 babies, and we're getting it done day in and day out. Will you help us? Using your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, to be connected with someone at Preborn right now. Or if you just want to donate securely online, that's how I do it, go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Power through the second hour there. You just heard from Carrie Lake out in Arizona. We had some questions about what the latest was there. Wanted to make sure we brought on Carrie Lake, who I believe still has a phenomenal future as a political candidate, regardless of what ends up happening in this Arizona governor's race. We'll see what she wants to do going forward. I think she ran a fabulous campaign And I said this yesterday, the fact that John Fetterman won and the fact that Carrie Lake is trailing is to me the two most indefensible individual statewide race results in this entire country. Uh, And so uh, that is uh, we will continue to follow that story and update you on it. So also wanted to hit Buck was talking about the supply chain issues. I want to play this because Joe Biden (laughs) yesterday Joe Biden was like, hey, had you even heard of the supply chain before uh, 10 years ago or whatever? I want to play this cut for you. And before we even do, Buck, you know, the reason why none of us had ever thought about supply chains is because we were able to get everything that we wanted when we wanted it in America. But here's Joe Biden talking about supply chains and whatnot. Listen, 10 years ago, how many knew what the supply chain was? No, I'm serious. Um. Pretty much everybody, everybody who's an adult existed. who reads newspapers or has any idea how milk gets on the shelves uh, that they can go buy, 
But look, they're they're unable to even figure out the basics at the top of this administration. They're much more concerned with it, with the emotional validation that they can get through policy than making sure there aren't shortages of things like you see recently children's Tylenol, some antibiotics as well. There's shortages of all. There's still shortage of, of baby formula, like yeah. the things that are most important in the country and least hard to replace. It's it's indefensible. And, you know, the people that say, oh, but it's, well, it's not the Biden administration's fault. It's how many times are we going to hear that, right? Oh, it's not their fault that inflation starts. Nothing right? is when Biden their fault. comes into office. It's not their fault that we have all these supply chain crises hitting right as Biden comes in. We didn't have supply chain crisis when we were locked down during the pandemic somehow. But you put Democrats in charge and all of a sudden things start showing up much more slowly. Clay, I, I bought a, a couch from West Elm like. Four months ago, supposed to arrive two months ago. I don't know if this thing's ever going to arrive. I have to build my own couch. This is a crazy world of supply chain we're living in. I bought a pair of boots, and I swear I have no idea where they are. They, they I was hoping I was. I I almost buy nothing, right? I buy things on books on Amazon, and then like I go to Costco and I'll buy like hoodies right. and like I mean so, almost so I nothing. Didn't, I didn't get to ask you this because when I got a uh, when I got a tour recently of Clay Travis Manor. Yes. Uh, where do you have like one place where all the books go? Because Karen and I are trying to figure out. I'm always like, I think the books should be prominently displayed in the entryway. I have all these books. I, I love my books. They're like my pet. Like I just, yeah. I want to feed oh, yeah. them and take care of them. And but do you have to keep yours in a, in a separate? Like, do you have like the library man room where the books go, or can they go wherever? Well, we have a big monster bookshelf. Uh, when you come up the the stairs, um, most of them go there. But the bookshelves are now filled. And so Mrs. Travis is not as big of a fan of books or I'm still a newspaper person. So there's there's newspapers scattered about everywhere haphazardly in the house. Um, And so this has been a point of contention. The new house that we would theoretically be building would have bookshelves for days to solve this problem. I subscribe to the theory that in a world where there's so much abundance that limiting, you know, I think about this generally with food, right? Like there's just so much del- hyper palatable, delicious food everywhere that the challenge is saying no to yourself. If there's a book, I, I think, and this this comes actually from this uh, guy, uh, Naval Ravikant in Silicon Valley. He's, he's a thinker, very interesting guy, does Joe Rogan show. He's a founder of Angel List. He just says, there's a book you want, buy it. Don't don't be like, oh, I don't know, am I? buy it. Always do it when the moment you think you should buy a book, I think you should buy the book. I, I that's the way I approach it. The problem, though, the only downside to this, because you're not, no one goes broke because they bought too many books, right? That's yeah, weird. right. The problem, you can always get it on like there's you know, like that half price websites out there. I mean, there are a lot of if you're willing to do paperbacks, which I'm not picky, you can pick a paper paperbacks for the cost of shipping a lot of the time. Uh, the problem though is where do you store them, Clay? Now you have a lot of space. But I was just wondering if you had to. It's been, it's been even a battle for and and the the move like books are heavy and they take up a lot of space so the move and we've been in this place for eight years now it's been a major point of contention the amount of books that i have and how much space they take up yes because i'm now i i'm now living with my fiance so we have all everything is much nicer you know there's like much more of an aesthetic to where things go but now it's by committee so there's like it's not just you know I throw my old pajamas in the corner and eventually I'll pick them up. Like there are places for I'm. This is I assume what married life is going to be like as you well. You were a bachelor for forty years, basically. Yep. 
That's a long time to be single. It's not like you were divorced at 25 or something. You've been you've been a bachelor for 40 years. Yeah. A little bit more of a challenge, I think, after 40 years of habits to move into married life. I got married when I was 25. Carrie's got her work cut out for her, I think, here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 